with you or yourself, please. I was with your mom last night. Tell her I'm sorry I couldn't make it tonight, yeah? She also said she wished she had a different kid and not you, yeah? Because you suck. You shut up, loser. Only one kid. Nice. Easy, easy. Alright. Hi, everyone. Good evening. Uh, my name is Stephen Hu, and I'm joined here by Eric Fan, Stephen Young, and Benjamin Kim. This is for Info 350 Podcast, and as gamers, we have decided to discuss the ethical, legal, and privacy implications of AI for the moderations of video games. To begin, I would like to show you guys an interview that we did with Professor Catherine Cross. As you guys know, she's done a lot of research or content moderation and writes for a column in the Wired magazine. And overall, it was just a really good experience to be able to talk with her. Uh, so we asked a few questions, and for the first one, I just wanted to ask about her general background with games and why she, she thinks moderation is important for them. So here's that first clip. What is your background in gaming and where do you come from uh, in that regards? I've gamed since I was a child, honestly. Uh, in terms of combining it with academic research, my interest in it was peaked around 2012. And as she was talking, uh, for me at least, there was a lot of games and incidents that have come up recently in regards to toxicity and especially in regards to misogyny. And I was wondering if you guys had any thoughts on that or examples from your experience with gaming? Yeah, um, I had this experience one time when I was playing Valorant and one of the female players uh, unmuted and all of a sudden all the male players just started ganging up on her and, and trolling her, which I thought was very strange. And I had a very bad experience uh, going through that and I can't imagine what that player was going through. The second question that we asked is, for these complex scenarios of toxicity, uh, is it possible that AI can be used to directly oversee complex issues of harassment and online bullying? There's been a lot of talk over the years about AI, and indeed this is the holy grail that has been chased by many video game studios and companies like Twitch that host video game streaming, right? As well as to various extents by like YouTube, which dips into both the gaming world and the mainstream world with its video and streaming content. But I think that for the moment, it's a castle in the air. I don't think mm -hmm. that the technology is even remotely ready for prime time in terms of taking over from human moderators. Overall, I think that's a resounding no from Cross. It's not looking very good in regards to using AI uh, to moderate video games. Yeah, and that's not even regarding the fact that video games in a lot of ways are more difficult to moderate than even social media. You know, if that attack helicopter incident, it's going to be even worse with games. So um, in what ways do you guys think this is true? Personally, after being someone on like all major social media platforms such as Instagram, Snapchat, Discord, and Reddit, as well as someone who plays a lot of video games, um, yeah, including like like per mentioned like League of Legends, Overwatch, Rainbow Six, Call of Duty, and like many, many more. 
Um, my experiences like show that moderation on gaming is a lot more difficult compared to social media. With like social media, it's a lot easier to moderate users as like the content is usually text or image based. So it's also saved onto like a database, making it a lot easier for real people, real people or AI models to like look over the content later on. Um, with video games, it's a lot harder because they use voice chat and that's one of the like main forms of communication, I guess. So an example of this is like being a problem is in the new Modern Warfare, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, where users are able to talk to the enemies in like pregame lobbies. So when they talk, uh, the usernames aren't shown, so it makes it incredibly difficult to report them. And this game for years has been like this game franchise, I guess, has been notorious for its lack of moderation and uh, racist slash hostile voice chat. So, yeah, that's like a huge problem that makes it a lot more difficult compared to social media. Um, another case of uh, like moderate another case where moderating video games is a lot harder compared to social media is uh, League of Legends. The main form of communication in this game is text-based chatting. Uh, they use a reporting system like many other games where after the game, if too many players report the player who's being toxic, then uh, they would get chat restricted. But recently, Riot Games, the company that works on the game, they implemented a new chat filter that detects any messages that contain blocked words. This caused a lot of backlash from fans, especially on Twitter, because they wrongfully got moderated for typing innocent things such as like kill this objective or like complimenting someone using a swear word. So like, yeah, of course they could implement an AI similar to social media companies, but uh, content moderation is not really a priority for major video game companies, I guess. Well said. Um, what Benjamin was describing there are two types of moderation that video games deploy. We got manual moderation and automatic moderation. The aforementioned reporting system falls into manual moderation, but recently popular video game developer Blizzard took it to the next level. They implemented Defense Matrix, which uses machine learning on Overwatch 2's voice chat transcriptions to determine the punish punishment for frequently reported users. Uh, however, even with the help of machine learning, manual moderation is still flawed because the reporting process takes time and the punishment takes place only after the damage is done. Which brings us to the next mode of moderation, automatic moderation, also known as um, automod. At its most primitive form, automod is, as Benjamin described, a proactive filter that censors out certain keywords in real time. However, users can easily get around the filter by replacing words and letters, changing the spacing of censored words, and inventing new slangs for the same effect. To combat this, Utopia Analytics developed an AI-powered moderation tool, uh, which claims to understand context, work in any language, and excel in informal language, slang, or dialect. Uh, you may ask, is AI the one true answer to game moderation after hearing what Utopia had to offer? Well, one must consider the ethical implications surrounding the training of AI. You see, all AI models iterate through rich databases of training data in order to function as intended. 
an important question arises, where does all that data come from? In reality, human labor is behind much of the training data. And we're not talking about some programmers in Silicon Valley or a mad scientist behind some supercomputer lab. No, according to a 2022 uh, article co-written by famous whistleblower Timmy Gebru, the training data originates from data laborers, content moderators, warehouse workers, and even delivery drivers. Uh, for content moderators specifically, their normal workflow can expose them to disturbing and traumatizing material. On top of that, companies often pay moderators miserable wages. For example, big companies often outsource their moderation jobs to firms in developing countries with lax labor laws. This resulted in TikTok moderators in North Africa and Middle East seeing salaries as low as $2 an hour. And to earn that $2, moderators had to sit through videos of suicide and animal cruelty. Keep in mind, we only know about these people thanks to whistleblowers. Maybe more people will come forth and tell their stories and help answer the question, where does all that data come from? So what can be done to protect these people? Well, like we discussed in class, these workers can unionize. You know, if Google did it, uh, they might be able to do that as well. Absolutely. Unionizing is uh, a great way to negotiate wages, uh, get better benefits, and even improve working condition. Uh, what else can we do? We can also like pass law that protect whistleblowers. Exactly. With, with laws that protect whistleblowers, they are more likely to speak out against uh, injustice that these companies uh, often oppose upon uh, people and you know unethical stuff they've been doing. Also, speaking of legislation, I'm sure Stephen has a lot to say about moderation from a legal and policy standpoint. Yes, and indeed, the training of AI models relies like heavily on data, especially gigantic amount of data that is generated by the public across every imagined corner of the internet. This raises many ethical and legal concerns in terms of the right of users' data. Due to the now standard terms and condition practice in the tech industry, most users lack some fundamental understanding of where, what, when, and how their data is being processed, which could have serious implications for both their physical and mental health. So notice the situation the state of California in 2018 actually drafts and passed California Consumer Privacy Act, um, CCPA for short, to pro proactively address the issue. Some prominent rights include, but not limited to, the right to know about how their online information is used and shared, the right to ask for deletion of personal data, and the right to prevent a company using discriminative action against the practice of such rights. So I want to address the last one because I think this is so important and unique in that we have witnessed, like at the current time, how donors can be banned from using services like text and voice chat if they don't agree with the company's policy and the conditions. This law not only gives users more power to regulate their data, but also offers the imbalanced power dynamic between users and gaming companies, allowing users to negotiate the design wants and needs. The possibilities are really limited here. And beyond that, I think the law also has important implications to other states too. California, being the tech hub of the United States, tends to be more politically tech savvy, let's say, than other states. 
So I wasn't surprised when I heard California was the first state that makes such moves. But as more and more states notice the situation and follow through, likely using CCPA as a guidance, it will be interesting to see how gaming companies change their inner workings of their services, like AI chat moderation, to adapt to this new reality. I certainly agree that uh, it's going to be a lot more difficult to achieve AI moderation uh, for video games, so we should really be doubtful uh, if any of those come out soon. And of course, we also need to be aware of the consequences it has on workers and think about ways that uh, they can be protected for providing us these services. And um, finally, you know, uh, we should be aware of the laws that protect our privacy and especially um, in the event that these companies abuse their power and potentially claim that we get we should be moderated and banned from the platform even uh, if we don't have proof. So yeah, we just need to be uh, very dubious about uh, these forms of moderation in the future especially, is my takeaway. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Yeah, thanks everyone. Cool, thank you. Yeah, good job, guys.